The following is a presentation of Genesis. Genesis is a place where you are invited to begin, belong, and believe. To find out more, visit us on the web at genesisthejourney.com. Hello. Let me try that again. Hello. Everyone say hello to my lovely wife, Miss Kyla. How are you tonight? Good. All right, we've got a lot of work to get done tonight because we're talking about uh, dating. And uh, Kyla said before I left the house, hey, don't get into and waste time with any of that begin, belong, believe stuff. We've all heard it before. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, So if you're here for the first time, I want to welcome you. Kyla doesn't. Just kidding. And um, if you are here for the first time, uh, what you need to know is we're a community of uh, 20s and 30s, uh, just trying to love God, trying to figure out what a relationship with God looks like. And uh, if you are not part of another community or if you're on the journey trying to figure out who God is and and, uh, what it looks like to be in relationship with God, uh, you've come to a good place. Uh, We're in the middle of a series called I Date. And uh, yes, one person is excited about that. Thank you. Last week, we talked uh, about just friends. Did anyone here last, uh, over this past seven days, have any tough conversations with their just friend? Okay, you're all scared to have those conversations with your just friends. Well, tonight, we're going to talk about uh, dating, not dating, and dating again. And if you look at the picture we're highlighting tonight, uh, that's the dating couple. And if you pay attention and listen to what we'll share with you, you could look as happy as that couple and walk down the street with the backhand, uh, your girlfriend's backhand in the pocket. Is, is that what they call it nowadays? I guess that's what they call it nowadays. Because it, it looks like just a little, a little squeezing on the butt, that's all. Well, I'm not sure what that picture's going on in that picture. But, uh, hey, let me pray for our time, and um, we'll get to work. God, thanks so much for the opportunity uh, to gather here in this place. And uh, Father, uh, you know who we are. You know who each person uh, that is in this place tonight. And um, God, we are a community that's just trying to, uh, to love you as best we can and uh, to love one another as well. And uh, so Father, to uh, those who might be here tonight who have been in relationship and walking with you for some time now, God, I pray that uh, tonight they uh, would be encouraged by your word uh, and they would just be challenged by your word. Uh, to continue walking uh, with you, but maybe even in a new way, a fresh way. And Father, if there's some here tonight who um, they've heard about you, but they don't know you in a personal way, uh, God, might tonight be uh, the night where they come to know you for the first time in a real way, in a real way where they might say, I love you. Uh, so Father, help us as uh, we take a look at a pretty uh, tough issue, a complex issue, uh, this thing called dating. So uh, we need your help and just ask that uh, you would do that for us. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, when it comes to um, Christian dating, um, this is where Christians kind of get weird. And um, that's you can laugh at that because it's true. Um, Where people who are not in the church or the uh, Christian community, they they look at Christians and how we date and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, wow, you guys are pretty weird when it comes to dating and relationships and it's all like about rules and regulations, and you just make it so complicated. And uh, tonight, uh, we're going to be talking about dating, 
And um, I don't wish dating on anybody. <laughs> if, we, if you could just ask someone that who knows you and loves you, cares about you, hey, could you just tell me who I should marry and just skip the whole dating process? You might do well. Knowing that probably won't happen, uh, tonight we want to have a conversation um, on dating. But um, as we uh, start our conversation on dating, I just want to tell you it's not about rules, it's not about regulations, and this is where uh, Christians get weird. They just focus on kind of the rules and regulations of dating, and um, it's just not that. Uh, God certainly does have guidelines uh, for us when it comes to relating uh, with one another as brothers, as sisters. And, um, but when God gives us rules or guidelines, they're not just some arbitrary type of thing where he's saying, hey, I'm trying to wreck this, I'm trying to ruin this. He's basically saying, if you go the other way where I'm telling you not to go, it's not going to go well for you. It's not going to work out. Uh, you're going to get hurt. And so when God asks us or lays out guidelines uh, for us when it comes to relationships, uh, he's saying, I want what's best for you. And so tonight, um, as we start this um, talk on, on dating, um, you know, I'm wondering if we could just learn how to do it better. I'm not of the conviction that uh, you have to kiss dating goodbye. Uh, anyone want to applause for that? Maybe not. Maybe there's some Joshua... What's his name? Harris, Joshua, Harris. Joshua Harris fans in here. Um, Joshua <laughs> Harris, if you're listening to this, which you never will. Um, <laughs> but I don't think we need to kiss dating goodbye. I just think we need to do it differently. And I really believe that we can do it better. Uh, so much so that those uh, who are maybe outside uh, the church or people who don't know who God is, they would look at the relationships that we are forming together as boyfriend, as girlfriend, and say, whatever is happening in that relationship, I absolutely long uh, to have that. Um, so um, most dating relationships are kind of limited by what we think uh, is best uh, in terms of what we can bring to the relationship. And tonight as we're starting this talk on dating, um, I just wonder if we don't just invite God into the relationship, uh, we ask God to be the author of the relationship because there's a vast difference of just inviting God to be the third wheel in a relationship, which most, most Christian relationships, God is nothing more than just the third wheel. And really, who wants a third wheel in a dating relationship? And so tonight, I just want to encourage us as a community, let's do it better. We don't need to kiss anything goodbye. Let's just do it better. And... Um, it's when we ask God not to be in the relationship, a third wheel in the relationship, when we ask God to author the relationship, I wholeheartedly believe uh, the relationships we can have would not be weird, and people are like, oh, there's a bunch of legalistic uh, weirdos in the church, and you know they can't hold hands, and they can't even look at each other for more than three seconds, and you know if you do that, then you're going to have to read all of Genesis and Leviticus backwards, and <laughs> it's just, let's do it better. That's our hope and our heart for tonight as we look at dating is that we can do it better uh, when God is uh, the author um, of our relationship. And so the message tonight is entitled Dating, Not Dating, Dating Again, and that comes from our own story. So really it should be called Dating, Not Dating, Dating, Not Dating, Dating, Not Dating. You, you get the picture because that was our story. We were totally one of those annoying... T- yeah. <laughs> we were totally one of those annoying couples, you know, that you're 
just like, will you guys decide already? Are you dating or not? And uh, we just broke up over and over again. And every time we broke up, this is really it. We are really broken up. Or we're really back together this time. And our friends were patient with us. <laughs> that they are still our friends is pretty amazing. Um, but really, as I look back over our relationship, it kind of can be broken up into three parts. Um, our first attempt at dating, also known as what not to do. Um, <laughs> the big break, which is uh, God really had us apart for a period of about two years where we didn't even talk to each other. Um, and then our second attempt, which um, I wouldn't say this is the way to do it, but we were certainly trying to do it God's way and was uh, much better than the first attempt. Um, you know, I think I kind of mentioned this a little bit last week, but our first attempt at dating was really nothing to be modeled. Um, we made a lot of mistakes, and some of those mistakes caused a lot of heartache and took us through a lot of painful trials in our lives and left um, some scars in our hearts and in our relationship, things that we are still trying to overcome. So I don't want in any way to present, um, you know, as you look at our relationship, to see all the things that we did wrong and think, oh, well, it all worked out okay in the end, and to use our, our first attempt at dating as a model at all because we did a lot of things wrong. We are messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but God is gracious, and even through all of our mistakes, he taught us a lot about um, kind of the why, when, who, and how uh, to date. And so that's some of the things we want to share with you tonight. Um, we learned a lot of those things during our big breakup, the uh, two-year time when we were away from each other. Um, and he did bring us back together and gave us a second chance. And uh, he was the one who authored our second uh, successful dating relationship, you know, that's ended in a, the blessing of our marriage. So, An awesome marriage, uh, I might add. I actually wrote amazing down. I forgot to say All sorry. right. Um, you need to tell them that. <laughs> it was, it's awesome. Um, so I think I left off our story last week with the first kiss when Michael kissed me. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's kind of when our dating relationship started. We never really talked about it. We didn't really have a DTR, a define the relationship talk. We just started dating. was kind of the natural progression, and um, there wasn't really much direction or conversation about it. Um, at the time, Michael was a Christian who was trying to get his life, uh, his relationship with the Lord back on track, trying to start moving his life back into the direction of God um, instead of walking away from God. And I, at the time, was not a Christian, um, and I didn't really even know how God fit into my life or why I would even need God at the time. So I definitely was not walking in that direction, uh, the direction he was trying to go. So it really didn't make sense for us to be dating at the time because um, he was trying to walk towards God, and I didn't even really know who God was. Um, so he had a lot of, uh, he had a couple of good, strong Christian friends who were really encouraging him for many months uh, to break up with me. Um, and eventually, after, I mean, it was probably eight months later, he came around and decided he was going to break up with me. He made the decision that if he really wanted to pursue his relationship with God, that he needed to not be dating me and probably not be dating anybody um, so he could just focus on the Lord. So he called me up one night and asked if uh, he could come over, if we could talk, and I was like, sure. And actually, I had a lot of things that I had been going on in my life that I hadn't had a chance to share with him yet. So he came over, and um, I told him that I had some stuff to share, too. He could tell I was a lot more excited about my news than he was about his. So he let me go first. And so what I shared with him was uh, some of the events of the week prior. And during that prior week, God had really been moving in my life in a pretty powerful way. And it kind of, I'll, I won't go into the whole story, but at the end of the week, I had um, a pretty long conversation with a woman who was on staff with Campus Crusade for Christ. Her name was Carrie. 
And Carrie um, answered a ton of questions for me, questions that I had about God. She sat down, she walked, uh, through, uh, walked me through several verses in the Bible and really explained to me um, the gospel, the good news about God and how we can have a relationship with him. And so at the end of that conversation, um, I prayed and asked God to come into my life to be my Savior and my Lord. So um, I became a Christian. So Michael Woo! was coming over to break up with me because I wasn't a Christian. I shared this great, exciting news with him about, I don't know that I said I've become a Christian because I don't even know that I knew that terminology or whatever. But um, I shared with him what God was doing in my life, and I expected him to respond with some enthusiasm. And he stood there with a blank stare, like didn't really comment on anything and kind of left without even telling me what he was coming over to share. Well, for eight months I've been having my good <laughs> friend say, you need to break up with her. She's not a, you know, she doesn't know the Lord. And uh, that's not where she's going. And then she tells me she's trying to walk with God. And so I've got my friends in my head yelling at me. <laughs> and I'm like, but stop yelling at me. She knows the Lord. Now what am I supposed to do? It's very conflicted. So, yes. So what we did was we continued dating. Um, and though, even though I was, had now had become a Christian and was trying to w- orient my life towards God as well, we had, in that, those many months of... Um, well, actually about a year, that time when we were just friends, too. We had set up patterns and habits, kind of a structure to our relationship, completely apart from God. And so um, now that we were trying to cram God into our structure, it really wasn't working very well. So, um, so you know, we spent pretty much, that's what we'd spent the rest of our time doing in our relationship, trying to cram God into a structure that we had created on our own, apart from him. And I just wonder, I mean, have, have you ever done something like that? I I can think of other examples in my life, too, where I've come up with my own plans, my own way of doing things, and then tried to cram God into the middle of that, and it just never really works. And it didn't really work with us. We kept uh, breaking up and getting back together. Um, Sometimes we were breaking up because of physical sin. We um, had gone too far. We never went all the way, but we had gone way too far. So we'd break up. Or we... um, You want to tell them more about that? We'll we'll talk about that later. Um, sometimes it was because we realized that we weren't, we weren't helping each other in our relationships with God. In fact, we were pulling each other further away from the Lord, um, so we'd break up. But my, my favorite breakup reason was uh, because of Michael's temperature reading. He described it as hot and cold. Sometimes he was feeling hot towards our relationship, and then other times he was just feeling cold. The brother's just trying to be honest, Tyler. He's trying to be in touch with my feelings, and I'm trying to communicate intentionally with her. So I, I thought that was the, uh, that was actually the more common <laughs> breakup reason. But, um, you know, my, last week Michael had kind of a sidebar where he really railed the guys in the audience for, uh, you know, if, if not all of them guys do this, but some guys have the tendency to flirt with girls, try to get them to like them. Then when the girl does like you, back up like, hey, whoa, I don't like you. What's all that about? You know, just to build their ego. And so he, Michael railed the guys pretty well last week. But as I was thinking about back over our breaking up, getting back together, um, you know, the girls have a lot of, uh, have a role in that too. And um, (laughs) can I get an amen? I mean, why on earth did I put up with that for so long? Why did I put up with him saying I'm hot and, you know, one week he's hot towards our relationship, meaning he wanted to have a relationship. We'd break up because he was cold. And then a few weeks later when he'd warmed back up again, <laughs> I just took him back. Like, why did I put up with that? And so, you know, I think, girls, we, 
We desire, deep down, you know that we desire for a guy to pursue us, to want to win our heart, to, um, you know, woo us or whatever that term is. But, you know, that a guy would pursue a relationship with us. That's what we really want. But we also just want to have a relationship. And so we end up settling. We settle for a guy who's hot and cold, which was what he was then. He's not now, thankfully. Um, But we settle for that. And so we have a role in that, too. For sure, it's the guy's, you know... Um, the guys have a role in that in um, flirting and trying to get a girl to like him just for his ego but we play just the same part when we allow something like that to happen when we settle for less than what God uh, desires for us because you know God does really desire for us to have a relationship where a man is pursuing us and trying to win our heart Um, so our relationship kind of continued this way um, throughout college and really God brought us to a point where he had to separate us um, he had some work to do that he needed to do in both of our lives. And so after I, I graduated from college at the Ohio State University, go Bucks! Thank you. <laughs> One day you guys will all be converted. Yeah, we're working on you slowly. You slip it in there every talk or two. Um, but anyway, after I graduated, God sent me to Albania, which is a little country in Eastern Europe, um, where I did some missions work for a couple of years. And Michael moved to Connecticut um, to pursue his uh, Olympic dream with swimming. And so during that time, we were, we were really broken up this time. We didn't even talk. Probably a handful of times did we correspond, mainly because he didn't write to me. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was good, and God used that for good. Um, I remember one letter she sent me after like 12, 14, 15 letters, and I wasn't writing because uh, I was trying to be in integrity in the relationship yeah, yeah. and uh, not write. I'm just kidding. I was just lazy. And she writes one letter. She's like, I'm just going to assume that your refrigerator has fallen on you over the last few months, <laughs> and you haven't been able to get up because this big thing is on you. And that was the only thing that she said. <laughs> Anyways. But, uh, you know, it was interesting how much um, quicker God was able to teach us things and grow us um, in our relationship with him when we weren't so focused on our relationships with each other. Um, and he had to really take us halfway around the world from each other to do that. Um, but uh, when I did return to the States in 19, May of 97, shortly after that, Michael and I did start, um, start dating again. And this time, um, we did it God's way, and it turned out a lot better. Hmm. Um, Kyla mentioned this, but we're going to kind of break up uh, uh, the conversation tonight in four uh, different parts of uh, why uh, you date, uh, when do you date, uh, who do you date, and uh, how do you actually go about this? Um, if you're here and you're married, uh, whether you've been married for uh, a couple months, a couple years, nine years, or 25-plus years, um, everyone say hello to my friends Chuck and Linda, all the way from Columbus, Ohio, here tonight. Woo-hoo. How long have you guys been married? Chuck, just, it's always best to let her answer first. Um, so we're going to uh, break up the, um, of the, the why, um, the when, uh, the who, and the how. Uh, and as I challenge, if you're married, uh, do not check out of this conversation on dating. Because as I think about uh, some of the husbands uh, that I know, whether you're here tonight or just uh, husbands in general that I know, uh, somewhere along the lines, they stopped dating their wives. Uh, they stopped being intentional, and they stopped pursuing their wives. So I hope if you're here tonight and you are uh, married, 
Would you start dating your wife again? Start dating your wife again. Start pursuing uh, your wife again. And uh, if you're a, a wife, uh, say yes. <laughs> say yes when he initiates, uh, whether it's literally to take you out on a date or whether he's trying to initiate something new um, uh, in your relationship. Uh, so I know if you're married, you might be feeling I date has nothing to do with you, but it does. Uh, so start asking and please start saying yes. Why date? A few reasons. Uh, and this is a very short list. Uh, well, because you just want to have fun. Uh, another reason, uh, you feel the pressure from friends and family, um, especially as you're getting mid-20s, late-20s, your parents are dropping hints, hmm, you've been single for a while now, and, and it's like, thanks, Mom, for pointing that out, I didn't know that, um, and so you feel the pressure, whether it's the friends sliding in comments or parents sliding in comments, that kind of stuff, uh, just to start dating. Uh, third reason, uh, because you want to learn about yourself. Uh, you want to self-improve or, you know, get better in relationships. So when the real guy comes along or the real girl comes along, you've had plenty uh, of practice uh, for when the real deal happens. Uh, number four, because you want someone to be sexually physical with. Uh, this is the whole friends with benefits. And um, that's, a, that's a big reason why uh, a lot of people I know they date is uh, they just want to be physical with someone. They don't really care about uh, the other person, but they just care about, just being able to be intimate, physically speaking, uh, with someone else. Um, and I don't know if this is the trump card of uh, why people date. It certainly feels like it, but um, uh, you don't like being alone. There's a lot of people who just uh, they can't stand being alone, uh, and they don't really like themselves when they are alone, and uh, they need someone, uh, whether it's a guy or a girl, uh, reinforcing you know, that uh, they are loved, that they are cared about, uh, that they are needed, that they are appreciated. And so there's just a lot of people uh, I know personally uh, who they just don't like being alone. And so they jump from relationship to relationship to relationship because they just can't stand being alone. Uh, and to me, that's one of, uh, uh, at least one of the sadder uh, reasons uh, for why people date. Uh, but as I'm looking at this very short list, and you could probably come up with uh, an even longer list, but... Uh, all of these reasons, in my mind, fall under the category of whatever works for me, whatever I can get out of this, or whatever gets me a little action. And this approach to dating uh, is reckless. It's uh, harmful, and uh, people get hurt um, when you do uh, reckless uh, type of, uh, of dating. Um, all of these reasons, you might have listened to that list, um, and you're like, well, some of those are actually pretty good ones, uh, but I wonder, uh, are they really godly? And tonight, uh, we're going to hopefully be pretty much in your face and challenge you to do dating differently. Not weird. Uh, I'm not trying to be weird. I'm just trying to say let's do dating differently. Let's not do some good things why we should date. Let's do some godly things of why we should date. Um, came across, this is, uh, oh, I forgot. Hey, we have a picture because I know you all want to see us and what we look like in our dating relationship. There we are. That's what I was hoping for. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, came across, this is in his uh, book uh, called Undressed. Uh, Jason Illion um, answers the question uh, that I thought was pretty good of um, the purpose of dating. Uh, do we have that one? I'll read it. It says, the purpose of dating uh, is to find the right one with whom to spend the rest of your life. If you simply want to have fun, meet interesting people, or learn about yourself, don't do it within the context of dating. 
There is a time and a place for these types of experiences, and it's called friendship. Uh, there is a difference between just friends, friendship. Uh, remember, as we talked about just friends, uh, our big thing last week was what does it look like to love and honor uh, one another? Because uh, that's what God says. Love me and then love one another. Um, so I, what I love about this, uh, uh, this quote that Jason uh, had, there's a time and a place for these types of experiences, just having fun or you know, wanting to learn about yourself. Don't do it in the context of dating. Uh, do that in the context uh, of friendship. Uh, now, as I talk about the purpose of dating is to find the right one whom to spend the rest of your life, you might be asking some questions like, why can't dating just be uh, a casual thing? When I think about people who say, it's just casual dating, and what they're really saying is, uh, I have absolutely no intention with what I'm doing in this relationship. I have absolutely no purpose of where I'm going in this relationship. I'm just kind of being casual. I'm just kind of having fun. And if that is the mentality that you have towards a dating relationship, uh, you yourself potentially will get hurt. But even worse, uh, the person that you are being very unintentional or not purposeful with uh, is going to get hurt um, in the process. Uh, Another question, is the point of dating really to find a spouse? Because that seems kind of intense. Maybe that's where people think we're kind of weird. And uh, really, you don't date unless that person is going to be your spouse. So is it really meant to find the one who you're going to enter into a lifelong conversation with? Yes. Now, you might think that's way too um, hardcore or hard line. um, But can I just remind you guys, um, you're old. You guys are mostly (laughs) in your 20s and 30s, right? I mean, most people view the 20s generation as like they're still... Uh, a bunch of young adults. You're not. Like, we're, I'm not, we're not speaking to a bunch of middle school students who are passing notes back and forth saying, will you go out with me after Genesis tonight? <laughs> if you're doing that, stop. <laughs> it won't work. The girl might think it's kind of cute, but it's, it's not. <laughs> I love you. Um... So, yes, it is. The, the point, the purpose is of dating is to figure out and find out who am I going to spend the rest of my life with. I'm trying to read the looks on your faces right now because some of you are like, boo, that's terrible. That's going to cut in and ruin some of my fun. Okay? Stop having fun at the expense of someone else's broken heart. Um, do I need to know that she is the one before I ask her out on a date? Like, if you're going to ask a girl out, like, do you need to know that she's going to be your wife? No, I'm not suggesting that at all. I've actually heard of, I have a friend who, that was his story. God made it very clear that this was going to be the girl that uh, he was going to marry. And so he never asked her even out on a date. First question that he asked her is, hey, can we go talk for uh, a little bit? And he asked her to be his wife. And the crazy thing is, she said yes, because in her own walk, in her relationship with God, God said, this guy is going to come and ask you uh, to marry you and um, say yes. They didn't even know each other. Now, I know that is not the norm. I'm not saying that's going to happen every single time. Um, But uh, what's interesting about that 
is these two were walking so closely with God that uh, they could hear God's voice uh, with absolute clarity. And when God spoke, they said, okay, they said yes. Uh, so, no, I'm not suggesting that you have to know that this girl is going to be uh, the, your wife, uh, but you need to know some important things about her before you ask her out. And we're going to cover that uh, a little bit later in the who uh, to date section. But um, if you are in a dating relationship and you know for a fact, and let's be honest, a lot of us know that if we're in dating relationships with each other, that this person is not really going to be the one I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Would you be kind enough or gracious enough to end it right now? Don't ask someone else to invest in your heart and in your life if you know for pretty sure, pretty certain, that they're not the one that you're going to have a lifelong conversation with. Just let it go now. Let them go now. And what I love about when we do dating, uh, like a godly style type of dating, breakups are awesome. Now, I know that sounds weird because usually breakups are painful, uh, but when Christians date each other and they date each other well, uh, they don't leave each other broken. They leave each other better. And I wonder how many of us are just broken by the different relationships that we've bounced from. And um, if you do it godly, a godly way of dating, I'm just going to tell you if the relationship God speaks into it and says, hey, this is not the person I want you to have a lifelong conversation with, uh, that person will be left better, uh, not broken. Yeah, I love that idea of leaving somebody better and not broken. I believe that marriage is the goal and should be the goal of what you're looking for in marriage, but um, relationships can still be deemed successful even if they don't end in marriage. And they're successful. Uh, the sixth de- definition of a successful dating relationship is where two people bring honor and glory to God through their relationship, that they encourage one another in their walk with God, and that they are able to discover whether or not it's God's will that they be married. So if they do get married, awesome. That's, that's great. But if they don't, they've been honoring God and honoring one another all along the way, and both of them are seeking God's will when they get to the breakup. While it, it may be painful because you've still invested your heart in the other person, um, it'll still feel successful, and it'll free both of the people up to really pursue that relationship that God might have for them out there somewhere. So, um, so under why... Uh, why do you date? You're trying to uh, figure out with God leading you who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Um, the when to date, um, I'll just say this. If you've got a, a rocky, unstable, uncertain uh, relationship with God, um, your relationship with um, your boyfriend or girlfriend is going to be reflective of that. Now, you might hear that and be like, I totally disagree. Uh, I can have, even though my walk with God is a bit unstable, and a bit inconsistent, I can still have a a good relationship uh, with someone else. And this is the problem. We settle for good. We absolutely just settle for good when God says, I want you to have an excellent, want you to have a great dating relationship. So many people just settle because they don't trust that God actually has something better. So when to date? Uh, Man, make sure your foundation, your relationship with God is in a good place. And if it's not in a good place, don't date. Don't date. Uh, King Solomon, uh, this guy, this guy, he's jacked up. 700 wives, 300 women as concubines. So when he talks about dating relationships and marriage, I don't know if I should listen to him or I don't know what I'm supposed to do with Solomon. But 
kind of tucked in the middle of uh, the Bible is uh, is a very romantic, uh, romantic, uh, poetic uh, letters called the Song of Solomon. And uh, I don't some some pastors say don't read that until you get married. No, it's in the Bible. It's fair game. Go ahead and read it. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, but tucked away in uh, Song of Solomon is some of the best uh, advice I've ever heard when it comes to when do I date. And uh, there's three verses, and they repeat themselves. They say the exact same thing. Uh, this is Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 4. It says this, Daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you, do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. I absolutely just love that verse is repeated exactly three times throughout Song of Solomon's uh, poetic letters. Do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. Don't try and force it. It won't work. If you're trying to force the dating, the love relationship to happen, it won't work. It absolutely will not work. How many uh, of you ever got lost in a mall when you were like a little kid? Anyone? Shout it out. Okay, there's a few. Okay, I'd have two hands up. I got lost numerous times. Um, <laughs> I was ADD boy, and my parents said, stay here. And I'm like, you meant here? No, no, here. And I'd get lost. But because my parents know me well, uh, Michael, if you get lost, just stay where you are. We will find you. And so anytime I got lost, which was many times, I just stood still. When I couldn't see my parents anymore, all I did was just, I stood still. Because my parents told me to stand still, because my parents loved me, and their love drove them to seek me out. I wonder if so many of us are just so busy walking and roaming and just moving around that love cannot find you because you're just so busy jumping from relationship to relationship, trying to arouse, trying to awaken love. Stop moving. Stop moving. Trust that God's love in his time, in his way, will arouse or awaken that relationship when you're ready. I love these words. Please remember that. Do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. Staying put means learning to walk with God, learning to understand his voice above all others, and knowing how to love and be loved by God. So this is not like sit in your bedroom and, you know, just, you know, for 20 hours a day pray, for two hours a day, watch a Billy Graham crusade, and then for the other two hours a day, you know, read the Old Testament in Hebrew. And then hopefully some guy will knock on your door and be like, love is here. <laughs> That's stupid. Be active, uh, not passive. You can be still and be very active. And when you're being active, learn your father's voice. Learn the love that God has for you. Do not arouse or awaken love until, you, uh, until uh, it so desires. Um, I don't know if you've ever read 1 Corinthians 13. It's kind of the love chapter in the New Testament. If you go to weddings, it's always read at weddings, uh, rightly so. But the very first attribute of love that is mentioned in 1 Corinthians 13 is what? Does anyone know? Is patience. patience. Have you ever wondered why love first and foremost is patient? I don't know if it has something to do with this, but I, I kind of think it does. Be patient in love. Wait for love. 
Do not arouse, do not awaken uh, love. Proverbs 19.11 says uh, this, a man's wisdom gives him patience. We're trying to do dating better. We're trying to be wise in the choices, the decisions that we make. And a man's wisdom gives him patience uh, to wait. Another thought on when to date is um, something that God taught me is that I needed to wait to date until Jesus had my heart. Until God had my heart and he gave me permission to give it away to somebody else or to give part of it away to someone else. Um, While Michael and I were on our big break, the two-year breakup, the real one, um, where we weren't talking, God really revealed to me how he, how God, was not the first love of my heart. I remember one, uh, one night during, you know, I was spending some time reading the Bible, and I was reading Psalm 63. I think we've got that here. Um, Psalm 63, and this is just the first eight verses. It says, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. My soul clings to you, and your right hand upholds me. And I read this verse, and I was just overwhelmed. This is like David's love song that he's writing to God. And um, there were a couple things that really struck me, and one of them was how David talks about staying awake all night, staying awake through the watches of the night, thinking about God and how great God is and God's love for him. And I could think of lots of nights where I had stayed awake all night thinking about Michael, thinking about our breakup, thinking about things I wish I would have said to him, thinking about, you know, just being sad that we were apart or whatever. There were plenty of nights I'd stayed awake all night thinking about him, but I couldn't think of one time when I'd ever stayed awake. I mean, it's hard. When I sit down to pray, like if I don't glue my eyelids open, I'm falling asleep. So it was hard to but think that's of a okay. time. That's holy sleeping through <laughs> prayer. Um, you know, it, so I couldn't think of a time when I'd stayed awake, be, motivated by my love for God, just thinking about him. And um, did I really believe that line where, where David says that God's love is better than life? Did I really believe that? I could tell just from as I was reading this verse that there was part of me that didn't really believe it. I probably thought Michael's love was better than life. But did I really believe that God's love was better than life? And at the same time, um, God started reminding me of a story I'd heard years before. I had a friend. Her name was Jen Geyer. And uh, Jen told this story of um, when her future husband, her husband at the time she was telling the story, his name's Rob, and when she was telling us about their relationship and when he had first asked her um, to date him, to be his girlfriend, um, she didn't respond right away. She told him she had to pray about it. And so she went away for a couple days and prayed. And she, what she said really stuck with me. She said she prayed and asked God for permission to give her heart away to him. And what, so God brought this back to my mind while we were during, on our big breakup. And I felt like that if I were to ask God that question at the, this point in my life, um, at that point in my life, you know, God, can I give my heart away to Michael? He would have laughed. He would have said, well, why are you asking me? You never really gave me your heart anyway. Um, I had given it to Michael first, long before I'd given it to God. So I spent, um, I committed the next six months of my life to, um, I just really felt led that that was kind of the time period God wanted me to do, but I I committed that time to really seeking the Lord and seeking him to be the first love of my life. 
to give him my heart so that someday I could ask him for permission to give it away to somebody else. Um, and I felt like during this time that I wasn't supposed to date Michael. Obviously, I was in Eastern Europe, and he's in Connecticut. It wasn't going to work. Um, and I wasn't supposed to write or communicate with him in any way. I already told you he wasn't writing anyway, so it wasn't a big sacrifice for me to say I won't write him. Um, but wouldn't you know that like a week after I made this commitment to the Lord that I wasn't going to write to Michael, um, he wrote me like three letters or four letters, something like that, which I didn't respond to. Um, and I felt like I shouldn't respond to because what God was showing me was that any response from me was really a sign that I didn't trust God, that I was trying to manipulate the situation. I wanted to write back. He was writing me letters finally, and I wanted to write back just so he wouldn't forget about me. You know that, But that was me trying to manipulate the situation and not trusting God, not trusting that if this was really the relationship that God had for us, I just needed to seek the Lord with all my heart, and he would take care of the details. He would bring us together even if I didn't write even if I didn't respond. Um, So God really used this time in my life to reclaim my heart. Um, As I said, I'd given my heart to Michael long before I ever knew the Lord, and that really had to be reversed if I was ever going to have a God-honoring relationship. So when are you ready to date? You're ready to date when God has your heart and when he gives you permission to give part of your heart away to someone else. If you're in a dating relationship right now, I want you to think about that question. Have you ever asked God for permission to give part of your heart away? Um, And how would he respond to you? Would he um, respond to you the way that I thought he would have to me by just saying, why are you asking me? It's not my heart anyway. That's good. Um, We've got uh, why to date, uh, when uh, to date, and uh, let's transition in uh, who do I date. Um, There's a lot of... um, at least I've heard this before, uh, God doesn't really care, actually, about who I date, uh, true or false. Um, I would say false. Um, if the creator of the universe uh, knows the numbers of hair that are on your head and, and cares about that, uh, what would make you think that he would care any less about uh, the type of uh, uh, human relationships that we have with one another are? Uh, so I just want you to know God cares very much about uh, the who and uh, who we decide to give uh, our hearts to um, you know this is kind of uh, the popular question of um, dating uh, someone who doesn't know God uh, dating someone who is not a Christian um, is there is that okay you look at our relationship and it started out as uh, I was dating someone who didn't know God uh, but if I was honest with myself uh, I knew God I was just choosing not to walk with God and uh, I knew it was not a good idea, but I cared a lot more about me in, in those days than I, I did about God. Um, but if you're here tonight and you're asking that question or you're in one of those relationships right now, of is it okay to date someone who doesn't know God, someone who's not a Christian? Um, I just um, I want you to start asking uh, different questions uh, because in today it's just not enough um, for, especially if you're a girl and you're asking that question, can I date a guy who's not a Christian? Well, to say you're a Christian is, to me, it's just not good enough anymore. Um, Because there's a lot of guys uh, that I know who don't know God who treat girls a lot better than some of the Christian guys I know. Um, There's a lot of guys who don't know God and are very open with it, and uh, they're a lot more giving in the relationship than a lot of Christian guys that I know are. So just because you're Christian doesn't cover all the bases. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're going to be a liar. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're going to be uh, a deceiver or a manipulator uh, to the girl. Uh, so uh, 
it can't, it's not good enough just to say, well, he's a Christian, that's good enough, I've got that, check that off. Uh, you've got to be willing to go a little bit. Is this a guy that is wholeheartedly, sold out, passionately following God? Absolutely, first and foremost, uh, in love with Jesus Christ. Uh, and if he's not, uh, I'm not sure why you would want to date someone who wasn't. Um, so when we're talking about um, uh, the question of uh, can I date a, a non-Christian, um, no, but I ha- would have to ask why. Uh, I can understand, bless you, um, why a non-Christian would want to date a Christian. That makes sense to me because hopefully people in this world are seeing Christians and they're seeing the best of humanity. I hope that's what they're seeing. Um, so it makes sense to me for a non-Christian to want to be around a Christian. Uh, but for a Christian, now this is the person who says, I am, I'm a lover of God. My life, I want my life to be all about uh, God first and foremost. I would have to ask you the question, why do you find yourself so com- compatible with someone who doesn't even want to know God? The question really isn't so much about their spirituality. It's really about yours. I mean, that's, I mean, let's be honest. That's really what the question is. It's not really whether they know God or don't know God. It really comes down to do you. And why do you find yourself to be uh, so compatible with someone who wants nothing to do with God? Um, so uh, a question uh, for you on top of that. Um, uh, if you really cared about um, the other person, um, I mean like genuinely cared about this person. Um, it might be best for them not to be worried about a relationship with you. Uh, it would be best for them to be worried about where they are in relationship with God. And if you're a Christian messing around with someone who is not a Christian, uh, man, you are causing damage. And um, you're getting in the way of what God might want to be doing in that person's life. And I can only tell you one thing. Just stop. Don't act like you care about that person because if you really did care about that person, your first thought uh, for that person would be, I want them to know God. And you don't have to do that in the context of dating. You can do that in the context of community, in the context of, um, of uh, friendship. So if we really cared about people, we would put their relationship with God uh, before a relationship with them. Uh, one last question on kind of the who. Um, how do you really want to be loved? To me, I want to be loved by someone who understands how awesome God's love is. Because when they have been captivated by the love of God, they're going to love me a whole lot differently. Now, that might sound selfish. Okay, that's fine. I want to be loved by Kyla the way that she has been, her heart has been captivated and gripped by the love of God. Because the more she loves God, the more she's going to be able to love me. And so the question is, how do you really want to be loved? Because someone who doesn't know God doesn't understand how incredibly amazing and forgiving and faithful and unconditional God's love is. And when I understand that, I'm able to do that in the relationships uh, that I would be in. So how do you want to be um, loved? Uh, In preparing for this question, just thinking about who... uh, who we should be dating. I started reading back through some of my old journals, especially during that time when we were, Michael and I were broken up. And I did come across um, a journal entry. I'll share a little bit with you. Um, but it's a journal entry where I was praying 
to God about this exact question. Who should I date? And I was thinking more in terms of marriage. Who should I marry someday, and what should that, um, what should that man look like? And I was um, telling God what I thought he should look like. But as I started, that's always best. <laughs> but after, um, you know, I, and I even saw the transition in my journal that after I started spending more time with, the, with God and his word, I started seeking more his ideas for the kind of man that he wanted me to marry someday. And I started to realize, and I, you know, kept journaling about it in other journals too, um, that a lot of the things I liked about Michael, this is talking about the Michael from our, you know, our first attempt at dating, that what the not to do, bad the Michael. old Michael. Um, but a lot of the things I liked about the old Michael were great things. They just weren't God things, you know. Um, things like his, well, that he was attractive and that he was athletic and fun and made me laugh and was spontaneous. Things like that are, he still possesses those things, and they are still great things. In increasing measure. <laughs> <laughs> and he, his humility, too, is right up there. Yes. <laughs> um, but... I just started realizing that I needed to focus more on the God things, not just the great things. Um, So I started to pray that God would give me a husband who not only had those great qualities, I wasn't going to leave those off the list, but um, I wanted to to line up my desires for a husband with with God's word. And so uh, here's a little excerpt from my journal here. Um, Okay, God, here's the deal. I want to get married someday, and not too far off, please. And this is what I'd love in a husband. I want him to love you to be serving you with his life, to have you as his number one priority. I want him to be a man of the word, to know his Bible, and to pray a lot. I want him to love me, to pursue me, to try to sweep me off my feet, to encourage me, to pray for and with me, to help me with sin in my life and hold me accountable, to listen to me, to communicate with me, to protect me, to value me. I want him to be tall and cute and fun and athletic and spontaneous. None of those things were anyone I knew at the time. Um, To make me laugh and not put me down to let me be myself and to be patient with me. Um, I want to be proud to show him, show him off. I want him to cry. I got that one for sure. Um, I want him to help me grow closer to you. I want him to say nice things about me when he's giving talks. I thought that was funny. Um, I want him to be romantic. I want him to be adventurous, active, and have a lot of faith. Um, but in all of those things, I want him to love you. So, um, you know, I still kept... If you're all thinking, what are you doing with him? (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) It is you. Thank you. Um, Can you all turn around? We can have a moment. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) The point, I I mean, you've probably all heard at some some point people giving you advice about make a list of the things you want in a husband or wife. And um, the point of creating a list like that or praying a list like that isn't that you're demanding from God what you want. Because really, God knows you better than you know yourself. And he knows the kind of person who would be best for you. Um, so even if you're you know, on your list or all these great things, you could still be settling for less than God's best. If, if you're going to make a list like that, if you're going to be praying through a list like that, you need to let God write your list. Um, pray about it and pray with God. And don't use your list to just rule out people if they don't meet all your requirements, especially the, not, the negotiable ones, you know, if the guy's not taller than you or if he's not as spontaneous as you like or whatever those aren't things um those aren't things that should rule people out but there are things um that probably should rule people out you know you should um take a look at the god things on your list and the essential qualities that god wants you to have in a mate and you can do that by spending time in his word and finding out what god values in relationships 
Um, and another thought I had is not just to date potential. Just because you see the potential for those things in someone doesn't mean that you should date them. In fact, if you just see the potential, what it probably means is that person needs to spend some time really seeking God and allowing God to develop those things in him. And really, when I wrote that list, um, those were things that I was really praying into Michael. They were, there's, all those things were there at some level. They were potential. But during that time, God needed us to be separated so that he could grow those things in him and the same things in me. Um, so that's my other thought is not only should you make this list about who you want in a spouse, but then you need to flip it around and look at it in terms of yourself. Do you match up to those things? Are you that kind of person? And if you're not, if that's not where you are, especially in the God qualities, in the uh, things you want that person to have in a relationship with the Lord, if you don't have those types of things, then maybe you shouldn't be dating right now. And you need to focus on your relationship with the Lord and allow him to build those things into your life. Hmm. And, and really, one thing to keep in mind about who to date is that no one is going to be perfect. We are all in process, and God is in uh, the business of creating us each day to look more and more like him if we allow ourselves um, to be molded by him, if we surrender our lives to him. Um, we just need to make sure that our dating relationship doesn't get in the way of the work that God's trying to do in our lives or in somebody else's life. Um, guys, I didn't come up with a list. I, I, I didn't think to come up with a list when I was 23 or 4. So um, a list for girls. Uh, you heard Kyla's list. Uh, I'd only tell you one thing. Uh, look for a girl who's looking for those things. That's all I got for you. <laughs> Look for a girl who actually is, is care, uh, cares and is uh, concerned uh, about some of those things uh, that Kyla uh, had mentioned. And if you find a girl who uh, is more concerned and, and cares more deeply uh, about uh, who you are in God, uh, who you are in your prayer life, and who you are uh, in some of those things she mentioned, uh, grab hold of that girl. Grab hold of that girl. Uh, stop looking for the best-looking girl and... Uh, who's the cutest, who's the hottest, who's got the best body. Um, stop. <laughs> That's not where it's at. Uh, it's absolutely not where it's at. And girls, uh, one thing I tell you, um, and guys, that um, you would be keeping your eyes uh, open for um, is uh, keep your, one of the things that, guys, you might not like this because uh, it's going to challenge you to raise the standard in your own life, but uh, Girls, I want you to know if there are guys who are absolutely right now committed to purity, uh, they will be committed to purity when it comes to marriage. If you find guys who are just uh, struggling and uh, wanting to take you to impure places in terms of your dating, in terms of being physical with one another, uh, if you've got guys who are just living in impurity right now, they will continue to live in impurity in your marriage relationship. Uh, so value purity. I'm speaking to the women. Value purity uh, in the guy that... Um, um, that you're seeking uh, uh, to be with. Uh, value a guy who serves. A guy who serves now will be a guy who not only just serves you, uh, but will serve uh, a community. So when you see a guy who is just a servant's heart, uh, take note of that. And uh, I think you might like this one. Take note of guys who are generous. And I don't just mean with uh, generous uh, when it comes to finances, uh, but pay attention to watch uh, how guys spend their money. If they're just spending money on themselves and getting themselves toys and gadgets and all that kind of stuff, that to me is a red flag. But if you find a guy who is just absolutely ridiculously generous 
uh, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's talent, uh, that might be a good guy to, uh, to grab hold of. Um, all right, real quick, uh, how do I date? Um, I'm going to have Kyla share next week. Uh, next week is going to be a story um, on She Said Yes. And uh, I'm going to have Kyla share a story about uh, this first one of how to date. Uh, number one is this, uh, seek to be intentional. If you are a guy, uh, which there's a lot of guys here tonight, uh, be intentional. Dating is about uh, pursuing and being pursued. And guys, you are the one who needs to be uh, in pursuit. You are the one who needs to be intentional. You are the one who needs to be the pursuer. And what breaks my heart, what makes me really sad, is when I see girls uh, pursuing um, uh, guys. And my heart hurts for them because um, somewhere along the line, I feel like the girl stopped believing that she's worth being pursued. And girls, please know you're worth being pursued. Do not settle for a guy who will not pursue you. Do not settle for a guy who will not be intentional with you. If he is not pursuing you, if he's not intentional, throw him away. <laughs> Get rid of him. Do not give him your time. Do not give him your affection. Do not give him your heart. You are worth being pursued. Don't ever forget that. And with being intentional in dating, not only should the, um, the direction or the course or the intention of the relationship be clearly communicated between the two people, but it should be pretty obvious or even communicated to the people who are close to you, the people who are around your relationship. Um, in our first attempt at dating in the what-not-to-do time, um, Michael and I had really no direction at all in our relationship. And, you know, we didn't know where our relationship was headed, and certainly people around us watching our relationship didn't know where it was headed. Our relationship was so directionless. Um, there was one night when Michael and I were out to dinner with my parents and my sister, who was in high school at the time, and her boyfriend of just a few weeks. We're all out to dinner, looking over the menus at the restaurant, and my dad uh, leans sets his menu down, leans across the table, and glares very intently at Michael and asks him, so, Michael, what exactly are your intentions with my daughter? And uh, we're all like, what? This was totally out of the blue. My sister's boyfriend is, like, sliding under the booth. I mean, I thought he was just going to hide under the table. Mom, my mom hits my dad. What are you doing? You can't. What are you saying? And while I was like, oh, my dad asked that, I was kind of like, yeah. What are your intentions with me? So for the next, like, ten minutes, um, we all kind of sat there watching Michael fumble around with his words. There was a lot of, um, well, uh, you know, um, uh. Uh, well, uh, kind of went like that. That was good. <laughs> That's pr I didn't say anything. I had nothing to say. I have absolutely nothing to say. I mean, I literally for 10 minutes, and he finally let me off the hook. And uh, I don't even know what he said, but I had nothing to say when that question yeah. was given to me. The bottom line was basically that he didn't know. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we went home that night. And, um, you know, while I knew all along that we didn't, he didn't really know, when my dad brought the question up, it kind of woke me up to the fact that, you know, we ought to have an intention. We ought to have a purpose. And what, if, what are we doing without a purpose? And um, so, you know, as you can imagine, um, based on our past stories, we broke up that night. Um, no big surprise there. But I was mad. We didn't have any purpose. He didn't know what he wanted to do, so we broke up. But, um, uh, you know, years later when we did finally um, – get back together and God brought us back together and we had our second chance at dating um, Michael was very intentional and clearly stated I'll, I'll 
get into this story a little more next week, but clearly stated his intentions both to me and to my dad. Another night, um, we were at dinner with my parents, so this is years later. Um, Michael leans across the table and says to my dad, you know, I want to answer that question that you asked me years ago, and I want to explain to you what my intentions are with your daughter. I'm dating her um, with the intent of finding out if she's the woman that I'm supposed to marry. So my dad was much more pleased with that Some answer. applause there, please. <laughs> Come on. Um, I'm going to finish uh, with some thoughts here on uh, this is under the banner of uh, how to date. Uh, be intentional. Uh, seek to learn. If you are in a dating relationship, get yourself around some, uh, uh, some older folks who've been married for a few years and uh, ask, them to share, share, ask them to share their story with you. Uh, while you are dating, because I'm saying that dating is for the sake of finding out if this is the person I should invest my heart and my life with, uh, get yourself around some people who've gone down that road and ask them their story. Ask them questions. Seek to learn uh, from those who've gone before. Uh, number three, seek to maintain other friendships. Man, it bums me out because I was that guy when I dated girls. I had no other friends. I totally blew off all of my other friends because I was so wrapped up and so consumed in uh, Kyla or the other girl. I just, I didn't have time. I didn't care about my other uh, friendships. Uh, so don't date in isolation. Uh, friends who help you date, not watch you date. So uh, if you find, if you're in a dating relationship right now and you're kind of looking around like, where did all our friends go? You're not in a good place. Number four, uh, seek accountability. Uh, allow others to speak into your relationship. Uh, number five, uh, I like this one. Seek to be creative in your dating relationship. You know, dating relationship should be, it should be awesome. It should be full of joy and laughter and excitement. Uh, so seek to be creative in the way, guys, that you are dating uh, your girlfriend. Um, and uh, the last one that I'll give you, uh, hopefully this might be a no-brainer, is uh, seek God. Let God alter the relationship. You want to know how to date? Seek God. Learn to recognize his voice uh, above all other voices. Um, I'm not going to get into um, this tonight. Uh, I'll tell you, on, uh, we've got two more Sundays of I Date. And then the uh, first, or I guess second Sunday in July, July 8th, uh, we're going to do a night of uh, He Said, She Said. And it's going to be open just to questions. Uh, hopefully some emails will continue to come in as they have. Um, but uh, it's going to be a night where you guys can just drill us with questions. And no question is off limits. One of the questions that I get asked a lot is, okay, I'm in this relationship. It's the question of how far is too far? Uh, people want to know, like, okay, I know I'm not supposed to have sex, but can I do everything else? Um, and I, a thought on that is, uh, what kind of relationship do you want to have? What kind of relationship do you want to have? People who are asking the question, how far is too far? It doesn't really matter what I tell you anyways, because I'll say something, and you're going to go a little bit further than that anyways. Uh, but I just have to ask the question, why doesn't anyone else ever ask any other questions like, you know, uh, how holy can I be? How much like Christ can I be? We ask, no offense if you're asking that question, but it's kind of lame. Why not, how far can I go? How holy can I be? How godly can I be? How Christ-like can I be? How much am I really allowed to just love her and serve her and be generous and all of these things? We're just asking uh, the wrong uh, questions. Um, and uh, and the uh, thought on that one is, uh, don't be fooled into thinking that you have intimacy uh, when you're being physical with one another. Uh, a lot of us trade in, we think because we're physical, we're experiencing uh, intimacy with uh, one another. 
uh, girls, um, you know, whether it's you're having sex or you're just being physical, uh, you're doing that because you are so hungry for a sense of intimacy in your relationship. And sex or just being physical gives guys a way out of being intimate. Um, we're going to cover uh, a lot more uh, of that uh, on July 8th. Uh, so please send in your questions that he said, she said at GenesisTheJourney.com. Um, that was a good time in there, Jonathan. Um, but uh, those are some thoughts on dating, of uh, why do we date, uh, when do we date, who do we date, and uh, how do we date. Uh, this conversation could go on for uh, weeks and weeks, uh, but these are just some thoughts. I hope uh, that uh, what we've shared has been challenging more than that. I hope some of the things that we've given you from God's Word has been challenging. Um, but let me uh, pray for us. You guys thank Kyla, please, for me. We're going to finish uh, our time tonight uh, just by worshiping God. And, um, you know, as we're, Kyle and I, I think we've said, uh, hopefully, hopefully you've heard this. Um, but I'm going to ask again, uh, how are you doing at loving God? Because you can't have a healthy dating relationship into your healthy relationship with God. Uh, so if you're here and you've been walking with God for a while, but it's, you know, just how is your love relationship with God? Use this time of prayer, use this time of worship just to cry out, God, I love you. I'm sorry that I've given my heart to someone else. I want to give it back to you. And if you're here tonight and you don't know who God is, can I just say, uh, God absolutely loves you. He absolutely is crazy about you and wants to know you in a personal, intimate way. And he's made that possible through his son, Jesus Christ. And so if you're here tonight and you don't know God, there's only one way we can know God. And it's not by just showing up here every Sunday night or giving money away or being a good person. It's just by placing our faith uh, in Jesus Christ. So if you are here tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ, could I just invite you in this time of prayer and worship um, just to let your heart cry out to God and say, I want to know you. I want to know the love that you have. I want to know the forgiveness that you have. And if it's by placing my heart, my faith, my hope in Jesus, then that's what I'm doing in this place tonight. God, thanks for being good to us. God, I thank you that you are the lover of our soul. God, I pray that tonight uh, each of us might be convinced that that's true, that you are the lover of our soul. No human relationship will ever compare to the love that you have for us. God, I thank you that um, you demonstrated your love. You just didn't say it. You've demonstrated your love for us in this. Yet when we were still sinners, when our backs were turned against you, you sent your son, Jesus Christ, as a demonstration of your love. That by placing our hope, our heart, our faith in your son, Jesus, and what he did for us, that we would find life, we'd find love, we'd find forgiveness of sin. And ultimately, we have eternity, eternal life with you. God, help us as this Genesis community uh, to be a community that is lovers of God first. Father, if there's anyone here tonight that is uh, in a dating relationship and they're just struggling, God, I just ask that uh, they would surrender their relationship uh, with their boyfriend or with their girlfriend to you. And God, if you're a third wheel in that relationship, um, God, I pray that there would be a sense of conviction 
um, in that relationship that a third wheel is just not good enough, that you need to be the author of it. God, we love you. We want to express our love for you uh, through our worship. And we want to do that now. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis is a ministry of Hope Christian Church. We invite you to find out more by visiting our website at genesisthejourney.com.